Okay, people. So, it's that time. It's another echo chamber coming at you. Free films. Free films? I think it's free films. <laughs> but before we do anything, people, let's do how we do and take a look at the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 2nd to the 4th of September. So, at number 10 this week is 3,000 Years of Long. This is the new George Miller film, which um, he wrote with Augustin Gore, and it is based on a short story from A.S. Bikes, uh, and with, you know, it's starring Idris Elba, Tilda Swinton, Pia Thunderbolt, right? Uh, Bert Uzturk, Anthony Music, um, uh, Leah Brown, Sage McConnell, Abel Bond, right? So at number nine, it's another Elba film. This is Beast from uh, Baltazar Kumkur, written by Ryan Engel. Right, another film based on a book. This one from Jamie Grimark Sullivan. Okay, so at number eight is the Baz Luhrmann's Right, he co-wrote it with Sam Brommel and Craig Pierce. We've got Austin Butler, Tom Hanks, Olivia Dijon, Darcy Montgomery, David Wenham, Luke Gracie, Cody Smith McPhee, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Xavier Samuel, Natasha Bassett. Okay, so this one. It's a re-release at number seven, people. It is E.T., right? It's its 40th anniversary. That's kind of bananas, right? 40th anniversary. Steven Spielberg directed, um, and Melissa Matheson uh, wrote it, right? Uh, Henry Thomas, Drew Barrymore, Dee Wallace, Peter Coyote. Alright, so at number six is Jordan Peele's latest opus. It is Nope. Right, we've got Daniel Kalua, we've got Kiki Palmer, uh, Brandon Freer, Michael Wincott, Stephen Young, Ren Schmidt, Keith David. Devon Gray, Barbie Piera, Donnie Mills. You know So, into our top five. And another re release this time, people. It is John Watts' final part of the trilogy. It is Spider Man No Way Home. Written by Eric Sommers and Chris McKenna, and we've got Tom Holland. Um, well, I was gonna say as Peter Parker, but as everyone knows, 
is there, Benedict Cumberbatch, we've got Marissa Tomei, we've got John Favreau, J.K. Simmons, William Dafoe, Angura Rice, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, Jacob Batalov, Paula Newsom, Benedict Wong, Martin Starr, Harry Holland, Jaden Smooth, young Tony Rivalry, Right, whoops, killer, it's a killer, love that one, covered it, you know what I mean, that beast, right, they're all um, in previous episodes, if you want to go back and take a little gag again, you know what I mean, alright, so at number four, people, we've got Bullet Train, this is from Dave Liech, written by Qatar Fisker. Um, no, sorry, it's based on the Qatar Fisker book. Um, and it is written by Zach Olawis, starring Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, uh, we Joey King, Sassy Beats, Karen Fakura, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Michael Shannon. Logan Lehman, Brian Terry Henry, Amelia Adams, Bad Bunny, Pusha D, uh, Lichkoff, right? It's, yeah, jam packed of talent. At number three, another joint that we looked at a few weeks back, it's Top Gun Maverick, people. So, this is the sequel, 36 years in the making, from Joseph Kaminsky, written by Aaron Kruger and Eric Warren Singer, right? It's starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Val Kilmer, Jean-Louisa Kelly, John Hamm, Miles Teller, Ed Harris, Manny Jacinto, Glenn Powell, Raymond Lee, Monica Barbaro, Lewis Coleman, Danny Ramirez, Jake Pickering, Jay Ellis. It's a killer people. This joint is fire. Straight fire. Right? At number two, it's DC League of Super Pets. So this was from Jared Stern and Sam Levin. Stern co-writes with John Whittington. And we've got Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Liam, Diego Luna, John Krasinski, Mark Maron, Kate McKinnon, Keanu Reeves, Dasha Polanco, Ben Schwartz, Jamelia Jamil, Thomas Middlebitch, and David Pressman on the first Right, so our number one film of the week Remember, it's half term, which is no surprise the fact that it's millions the rise of right. So directed by Kyle Alder, Brad Abelson, and Jonathan Deville, written by Matthew Steve Carell, Pierre Alan Arkin, Carter P. Hansen, Michelle Yu. 
Julia Andrews, Russell Brand, John Paul Van Dunn, Dolph Lundgren, Danny Trey, Lucy Lawless, Julio Yang, Rizza, right, Leonet, Steve Coogan. Woo! It's another bat. So, um, yeah, there you go, right? I feel, right? I feel it was time to get into this week, right? You know what I mean? So, let's edit off it, shall we? Okay, people, so our first film of the week, it's, um, yeah, a signature joint. It is Wolves of War. Okay, people. So we have got a war drama for you um, this week. It is called Wolves of War. Okay. It is directed by Giles Adelson. Um the story was created by Toby Curtin and Samuel Christopher Ellis. Screenplay by Ben Mole. The film is then produced by Jeet Fakra, Lucinda Rhodes Fakra. Executive produced by Ben Jacks. Uh, Katie Wilkinson and Elizabeth Williams and associate produced by Rick Gordon. The music is by Christopher Cook. Cinematography is Stuart Nichols White. I think actually that's Nicholas. Stuart Nicholas White. It is edited by Neil Lenfall. Casting is Irene Ilias and Jeremy Zimmerman. Production design is Jamie Foot. Art direction is Errol Jark. Costume design is Robin Manton. Um, makeup and all of that is Brody Mayhew and Georgina Burge. Production management was Brendan King and our cast. Well, we have got um, Jack Wallace, who is played by Ed Westwick. We have got Deegan, played by Sam Gittins. Jack, Jack Parr plays Reese Owens. Uh, Captain Norwood is played by Matt Willis. We've got... Um, Professor Bob Connor, played by Jackson Buse. Sergeant Pilot, played by Dan Richardson. Um, then we've got Becca, played by Scott Rose Marsh. Uh, there is Professor Hooper, played by Robert Groves. His daughter, Hannah. Is played by Anastasia Martin. Um, we've got Elsa, played by Eva Magia. Um, do, 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 do. Cleo, played by Jennifer Martin. 
Hands, played by Tom Taplin. Fred Morton, played by Griffin Stevens. Do, do, do. Mm. Commandant Stephen Hinwick, played by Chris Rogers. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the major players. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like soldiers who we do not know the name of, right? They're all over the place. Um, yeah. Oh, Martha is played by uh, Sophia Erdal, um, and Martha is Jack's daughter. Okay, so the gist of the film is this, right? Um, based on an incredible real-life story, decorated British officer Jack Wallace must lead a band of allied commandos across enemy lines to rescue Professor Hooper, an American scientist held hostage by the Nazis with information that could turn the tide of war. These unlucky heroes must traverse enemy territory with an untrained U.S. civilian, avoiding brutal Nazi mercenaries and non-stop bombing. With the fate of the war resting on their shoulders, the outcome of this mission will change the world forever. Failure is not an option. All right, so, um, yes. That is the gist of the joint. And listen, right? It says it's based on a true story. We don't really know how much is true. How much is artistic license here? You know what I mean? A lot of it felt like artistic license, right? Because we we have a load of silly arguments and, and situations like that. You know, one, you know, Deegan keeps on going, oh, war hero, right? And, and trying to antagonize. And it's just like, yo, you're behind a million lines. It's a crazy mission. I do not know, right? I, I, I mean, I would highly doubt, right? That's what I would say. I would highly doubt that shit's going down, right? If this was a band that had worked together all the time, yes, there's going to be joking. It's it's that camaraderie, right? But if you, if you don't know any of these people, right, it's going to be like, all right, I've got to be super serious. I've got to be, you know what I mean? You're not trying to antagonize, right? Everyone's trying to get out alive, you know what I mean? So you have that. That that seems a bit weird. The film starts off with Wallace talking to his daughter Martha, right? Going, oh, I promised to come home. And, you know, it's all set up to be very sentimental, to give you that emotional hook into the film, to emphasize with the character. It came off this rather corny, right? Because I don't really feel there's enough to have you super engaged with any of the characters, right? This is all very surface level throughout. 
and that's just because you know there's there's not enough in the script to to tie you to anyone you know everything that we learn it's just like eh. you know what i mean it's all very basic stuff that you just would straight away assume you know i think that's the big thing here it is all tied around a heap of cliches right it's like you know who's gonna live who's gonna die you, you know from the beginning of this you know what i mean it's obvious not all of them are getting out alive right and you can pretty much point out which ones are gonna die and usually when they're gonna die right all of that kind of happens so it, you kind of i don't know it feels like well do we even need to get attached to anyone you know what i mean doesn't give you that it's, it's like there's certain films that you can watch and they will have you like going how did that person get like you know what i mean you even might figure that that person's gonna die but you'd be like please, please let them get through this isn't really that film you know, I think a part of it comes down to, like, the filters used didn't really bring you into the time frame, right? Didn't really bring you. And then the clothes, everyone's clothes looked way too shiny. And not, you know, obviously not shiny, shiny, but just so new, right? Everything, like, they, they parachute out of a plane, Right? land in the dirt but no one's clothes are all dirty there's a scene when someone stabs a guy in the neck doesn't get up with any blood no blood on him which is like you stab someone in the neck there's gonna be a load of blood right you there's gonna be blood at least a splatter on you nada nada they're they're going for days through on the bush and all of that no Wet, no grime, nothing. You know what I mean? Which is just always comes off as odd, right? When, when you're doing certain films and you, you want the viewer to believe, right? Believe in the circumstances, believe in the ordeal that these people are going through. You can't have one, everyone looking fresh to death, right? That doesn't work. Doesn't work, man. I, I'm not buying it unless you start to look a little haggard. You know? Not everyone is conveying emotion that well, right? In in scenes when, you know, it, 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 people might meant to be sad or dealing with a hard decision. It, like, you know, the, the, the trying to convey, oh, this is tough. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I should do that. Oh, or don't think it's your daughter. Oh, there's women and children down there. I've got to do something. Right? And you're just like, oh, god damn it. There's at the start showing Wallace and his daughter. Right? So you know throughout the film there's going to be flashes of being like, oh, what would my daughter think? That could be my daughter. Like, it's just obvious. So you know what they're going to do, and it just doesn't work. Because you're just like, so throughout the entire war, 
because you know there's I think there's meant to be a six year gap between that opening scene and now. So you're telling us every moment of this war, that's all he's been doing, going, oh wait, that could have been my daughter. I better not do that, or I need to do that. Which Homie's getting killed straight away. If if that is going through his mind every moment, Homie's dead. He ain't making it six years. Right, so to go, this is the possibly last mission. He's been through all of this shit. He's not thinking those things, right? No, you might be thinking, so close to going home, but no longer is there gonna be that might be my daughter. Oh, I can't kill that person, or I need to save that, but no, not that's not a thing. You've desensitized, you've seen so much shit, right. It is just ludicrous to have it. If this was the first mission, fine. This ain't homie's first rodeo. So what are we doing here? Right? What are we doing? We do run into that thing as well. You know what I mean? That commando, you know what I mean? Situation where you've got mad people with rifles and no one can hit anything. Right? All of these Nazis are such bad shots. And you're just like, all right, I understand. They're the bad guys, right? I'm sure they were good. I'm sure they were good <laughs> marksmen, right? You're not taking over most of Europe if your marks people are whack. You know what I mean? So it's just like, wait, what are we, what are we doing? Guns getting held sideways. I'm just like... Nah, the like these rifles, you know, and, and machine guns, they're not as good as current day ones. So you holding it sight, like, that's gonna real gunk up the motions, right? No, <laughs> it's not. It's not happening. You have explosions, and so supposedly plywood can uh, pretty much save you from certain big explosions, which you're just like. Say what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh yeah. Like there's reactions from people being saved, and you're just like, wait, 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 wait. If you're being saved, you're in a situation you do not want to be in. You're not reacting in the way we have peoples react. It it's all a little bit weird. It's kind of clunky. Right, it's kind of clunky. Now, listen, history buffs may well kind of dig it, right, to see these this supposed moment in time brought to life, right? I mean, fans of these actors may enjoy it. You know, it's not the we, we. I mean, we have seen stronger war films you know what i mean we've seen stronger war films right even that one ugh, from the beginning of the year um when they feel there's a gremlin on the plane right that one freak i i can't even think of what the fuck it was called Shadows of War, something like that, right? I believe it's on Netflix, 
right? That was goofy. But I think it still probably carried a little bit more than this, right? But, you know, they tried a thing. They tried a thing. They put their effort into it. So there's a, there's a level of props for that. You feel me? Um, and yeah, if war films are your jam, you love, you, I mean, you just can't get enough of them. I'm sure this will serve a purpose, right? I'm sure it will do a thing or two, okay? So it is out there, right? It is out there. Um, the DVD is available next week, right? Digital drops this week. DVD drops on the 19th of September. So, uh, yeah, people. Um, the, well, not duh, but Wolves of War is out there. I'm ready for you to consume. Radio people up next. I figured I'd give it a look. It's the live action Pinocchio. Okay, people. So I haven't seen all of the new uh, live action adaptations of the Disney classics, right? Just not got around to it. I did, which ones have I? Hmm. Actually, I've only seen one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Lion King, which I did enjoy. I did enjoy the Lion King, you know? But then I'd only just seen the animated version. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm kind of behind people. You feel me? But, you know, part of Disney Day, right? They dropped Pinocchio. It's on Disney Plus people if you've got Disney Plus you can check out Pinocchio and a whole heap of other stuff right so I just thought boom perfect opportunity to check out another one of these right so that's what I did that's what I did right so this new Pinocchio is from Robert Zumeckis right he directed it he co-wrote it with Chris White's um, it is produced by, uh, Derek Hook, Andrew Miano, Chris Weitz, and Zumekis. It's executive produced by Paul Weitz, um, Jack Rapk, Jacqueline Levine, Jeremy Johns, and co-produced by Lee Grumet and Dan Bologonian. Music is from Alan Silvestri. Don Burgess handles the cinematography. It is edited by Mike Aldsley and Jess Goldsmith. The casting was from Scott Poland, Victoria Burroughs, and Robert Stern. Production design is Doug Chang and Stefan Deschamps. 
set decoration is Tina Jones. Costume design is Joanna Johnston. Right, and uh, yeah, our cast. Whew, it's a big old cast, right? So Geppetto is played by Tom Hanks. Pinocchio is voiced by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Jiminy Cricket is voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, the Blue Fairy is voiced by Cynthia uh, Evro. Right, Sophia, the puppet, is voiced by Lorraine Bracco. Uh, we've got Signora Vitelli. She is played by Sheila Atim. Um, there's Sabina, who is voiced by uh, Chiquita Tale. Lampwick, the boy, is played by Lewin Lloyd. Uh, the coachman is played by Luke Evans. You got Fabina, who is played by Cayenne Lamaye. Um, yeah, she handles Sophia the puppet, I believe. Um, Honest John is voiced by Keegan-Michael Key. We've got the Headmaster, played by Jamie Demetrio. Stramboli is played by Giuseppe Battiston. Um, Signor Rizzi is played by Angus Wright. Uh, we've got... Ooh. I mean, I think that is it. There's like loads of kids on Pleasure Island who, you know, I mean, whew, there's a load. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I think that probably is the majority of the cast, right, that we see and hang out with. Yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Now the gist of uh, the gist is this: uh, Geppetto created a marionette which he named Pinocchio, based on his deceased son. Before bed, he wishes upon a star that his puppet would come to life. That night, as the puppet does become real, right? Pinocchio wakes up, the blue fairy visits and tells him, right? Um, if he acts brave, truthful and selflessness with, and selfless, whew, he can become a real boy. And to help him achieve this, she appoints Jimmy Cricket as his conscience right to keep him on the right path and yeah then we get a world of adventure right so that is Pinocchio now 
I have not seen the cartoon Pinocchio in years, right? Probably not since I was a little frigging kid, right? And I would say, when I say little kid, I'm like, I, I saw Pinocchio probably when I was maybe six, right? I'd say between six and eight, I probably saw Pinocchio. Um, so I do not remember it a whole heap, right? Now, I cannot remember a Pleasure Island, you know what I mean? I do recall him turning into a donkey, but oh, that only came to mind once I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, that did happen, right? But yeah, I remember him, you know, just his hunt to become a real boy and the stupid song, you know, I got no strings to hold me down. Ah, I remember all of that shit, right? So yeah, watching this, there was a lot that I'm like, huh, okay. Now, I don't know, right, if um, a lot is more book, right? Because this was an Italian book before it became anything else. You know what I mean? I think Carlo Collodi, right, wrote the original book back in the day, The Adventures of Pinocchio, in 83, right? Well, sorry, when I say 83, not 1983, like 1883, right? So then Disney in 1940 turned it into an animated cartoon, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, so I don't remember what is cartoon and what may have been then brought forward with the book, from the book, you know? Uh, but I thought, yeah, it was a little weird. This was a little weird. It was just, now it might just be me, right? But I kind of felt a load of the actors seemed to be mumbling, right? Especially Hanks. Hanks' Geppetto just seemed to mumble a lot, right? It, 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 the dialogue wasn't overly clear, you know? And... You also then have this, I mean, Cynthia, you know, the Blue Fairy, Cynthia, she was clear, right? Fabina in the circus, she was clear, right? Those were easy to understand. Riz, uh, like, um, oh gosh, the uh, friggin' um, Stramboli. Stramboli was clear for the most part. There was some mumbling. But for the most part, the coachman, mm, for the most, but there was, again, some mumbling, right? Uh, but then you had characters, you know, Honest John the Fox, right? That was clear, right? So it's this weird thing. Some bits were clear. Some bits seemed real cotton-mouthy. I don't know why, but that might, maybe that's just me. Maybe I need to clean out my motherfucking ears. Who knows, Right? But you had that. But it, I don't know. It just didn't really seem to flow. Like, you've got a puppet. And then straight away, it's like, oh, you're going to, I'm sending you to school, right? But it was no, 
Okay, so school is an interesting thing, right? You have a load of people and they teach you and blah blah blah. You know I mean it was just like no go, right? There was no <laughs> right trying to ease someone into stuff. And even you know, real kids, you know, I mean, their parents don't just go, right, you're going to school. It's just like, okay, okay, so school. It's going to be this, and you know, you learn, and kids can be mean, and right, there's prep talk. There was no prep talk. It was just like, boom, go, go, which seemed real odd, right? And then also, it was just like, do the kids know he's there? Because he's following the line of kids who all seem to be engaging, but no one's like, it, it's very weird. Right? It was very weird. Uh, at one point, you you have, you know, a lot of it's, at you know, that's during the day. Then there's other stuff that's at night, right? But then he's, like, doing this other thing and this other thing. And we then learn that supposedly all of these things happened in a day. Which you'd be like, that doesn't fit. Right? That seems super weird. That does not fit like what we've kind of seen right i'm baffled here you know we've got jimmy cricket underneath a glass and you're just like yo oh the oxygen i hope he should have been dead by now right that, that's odd you know there, there's a lot of things that went down that just seemed a little odd right people offer to help pinocchio but then he doesn't help them, right, and you're just like, okay, he's been told, right, if, if you do good things, you can, you know, he just runs off, right, there's just all of these weird things, this whole Pleasure Island thing seemed real random, you know what I mean, and then, like, there's some really great effects, right, the, you know, the Blue Fairy, the wings, you know, translucent and fluttering and all of that look really good, you know, but then there's other stuff, right, so Pinocchio on the coach bench, when you've got Lampkin and the coachman talking to him, it, it looked really weird, right, and again, that might be my stupid eyes, right, but it just looked weird, right, they, you know, when he's surfing the water, again, it, it looked weird, Right, it didn't really look like Geppetto's in a boat. You know what I mean? There's all of this, there's a lot of stuff that just looked real. I just thought, oh, you can really see the CGI, right? It doesn't feel seamless. You seem to be thrown out of it because it's so obvious. I mean, that sounds weird, right? We're talking about <laughs> a puppet that comes to life and being like, yeah, and that just seems so, ob yes, obviously right, it's a fantasy film, and, you know, you know, but there's things, you know, like Lord of the Rings, you were sucked in, you were sucked in, you believed these wargs were coming at you with orcs riding their backs, right, you believed all of that, you know what I mean, you believed in the friggin, um, oh my gosh, Balrog, right, you believed in all of that, in the Hobbit, Smog, you believed in. In this, 
I don't know if you really believe in it. I don't know if you really believe in it. It just, it felt a little flat. It felt a little flat. But here's the thing. I don't know if this is for me, right? I think this is this is more for little kids. This this feels like this is straight for little kids. You know what I mean? Or at least people with a little, you know, fun in their hearts, I guess. Right? <laughs> you can't be a Grinch and be watching this new Pinocchio, people. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess if if you probably love all the other live action, you know, because what there's been Dumbo, Sleeping in the Beauty. No. Uh Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that oh, Sleeping in the Beauty. That that's a different type of uh adaptation, I kind of feel. Right? You're not gonna find that one on Disney Plus. <laughs> but yeah, there's been a few. Right, and I guess if you enjoy them, then Pinocchio will probably I think it might fit, right? Because you're used to you know all of this, right? Like, I mean, I'm guessing you know, transforming animation to live action, you know, this hybrid kind of viewing, right? Where you've got the CGI merged with the real. I, you know what I mean? That if you're used to it, it's probably cool, right? I mean, Roger Roger Rabbit always was weird to me, you know. And even when I actually watched it all, because I'd just seen clips, right? And I watched it all during lockdown. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think this is for those people, right? If, if you like that, if 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 you can, you know, vibe with it then I imagine Pinocchio probably speaks to you a bit more, right? And again, if you're a little kid, so yeah, it could be magical. It could be fun, right? Just, oh, just didn't feel like that to me. But as I said, I, it's not for me, right? It wasn't made for me. I'm not the key demographic for this. But, you know, as I said, look, if you like all that jazz, it's on Disney Plus right now right now so um you know strings or not you can mosey on down and uh check it out people check it out okay people and we've got another signature joint right it is death pursuit aka bullet Okay, people, so, right, oftentimes when you get sent films, right, a lot, of, there's a copy, copy that comes with them with a lot of hyperboil on top, right? Now, this next film, right, it was, one of the taglines is a full throttle action thriller, right? Boasting jaw-dropping stunts and feature action. Now, I've got to say, pretty much does deliver on that. It pretty much does deliver, which is kind of refreshing, right? So I'm talking about Death Pursuit, right? Which, 
and it's a bit odd because it seems to have another name floating around, Bulletproof, right? So you may see this film listed as Bulletproof or you may see it listed as Death Pursuit. I don't know why, right? I mean, both are kind of played out titles, right? We've had films in the past with those titles, you know? So maybe there was some licensing thing, why they changed it in some place, who knows? But yeah, it, it's, it's actually not bad, right? It's directed by James Clayton. Uh, the screenplay is from Cooper Bibod and Danny Mac. Now I believe they all came up with the story together. The film is then produced by Clayton. Um, we've got Johnny Broyle, um, Paul Engstorm, Ryan Ennis, Mark Peaty, Thomas Potter, Peter Stasfis, and Zach Steele. It's executive produced by Stan Wertieb, Evan Tyler, Annie Story, Katerina Serkonov, uh, Matthew Robert Kelly, John Hoover, Barry Brooker, Blaine Anderson, and associate produced by Maritama Klaassen. Okay, so cinematography is Ryan Peedy. Um, it's edited by Zach Steele. Paul Ruddy handled the casting. Kristen Luke and Christine Trisk. Right, handled makeup and uh, and uh, hair and all of that. Chaz production management is Maritima Class Carlson, um, and our cast. Well, 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 people. We have got Vinnie Jones as Temple. His girlfriend Mia is played by Lena Lecompet. The Thief is played by James Clayton. Um, we've got The Frenchman played by Geneva Katabawa. Uh, Gers is played by Glenn Ennis. Vic is played by Philip Granger. Skinny is played by Danny Mack. Dr. Zimmerman is played by Laurie Trioli. Sketch is played by Cooper Bibold. Ronnie is played by Michael Mitten. We got Shaw Madsen as Lonnie. Um, Vesna Ennis plays a highway patrol person. Um, we got Bonnie Hayes, a police dispatch officer. Um, Officer Lewis is Matthew Graham. Um, we've got Officer Edwards, played by Blaine Anderson. Ray is played by Thomas Potter. Prish, 
played by Gaston Morrison. Marco is Olivia Landari. Denver is played by Sean Kennedy. Lobo is Justin Doran. Uh, Raul is played by Shane Layden. Dennis is Michael Matic. Uh, Kelly Richard Fenning plays another highway patrol person. Billy is played by Randy Rafus. All right. Yeah, that, that's our main group. And the gist of the film is this, people. A thief who only looks out for number one finally pulls off his long-gestating heist. The robbery of psychopathic crime lord Temple. The plan goes off without a hitch until he discovers... I don't know if it went off without a hitch, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it goes off without a hitch until he discovers a stowaway in his getaway car, Temple's wife, Mia, along with Temple's elite assassin, the deadly and mysterious man known only as the Frenchman, hot on their heels. The thief is torn between disappearing with the money or taking a risky detour to help Mia escape her husband's decisive grip. But with Temple, the Frenchman, and their deadly convoy of guns in pursuit, they quickly discover the only way to get out alive is to drive out. I don't know what that means, right? Is to drive out an expression? Maybe it's an expression I have no clue of. I don't know, people. I have no fucking clue. But that's what it says. <laughs> now, I say this, this, this heist doesn't go off without a hitch. Because it literally opens up with Temple's goons. Now, we don't know who they are. But we have these dudes holding a guy in this junkyard. Right? Car, scrappy yardy place. Right? holding him, and then he gets shot in the head, right? And while this is going on, we see the thief, because we never learn the name of homie, right? We see him running through the cars looking to escape. So you can only think the person getting held and shot was one of the thief's peoples. I don't know. Otherwise, who the fuck was that, Right? You know what I mean? So it kind of feels that the heist, the heist doesn't go off without a hitch, but he does get away, right? He does get away, which then, you know, leads into the whole Mia situation and all of that jazz, right? Now, as I said, look, there is action, you know, car chases. It does what it says on the tin, right? Which, you know, don't always get right it, it it plays it straight action right goofy action that is what we get with death pursuit which not bad you know what I mean it does it does work right if that's what you are looking for if you're you know you're not trying to find some you know psychological drama Right, this isn't the inside man, right? This isn't 
you know, Michael Mann or, you know, anything like that. But it is fun. You know, it is, yeah, it is pretty fun, you know, which is cool. Now, obviously, with this type of film, there's some goofy-ass shit, right? Like, my man's wearing a balaclava, so no one can see him. And then there's a bit where he just takes the balaclava off, and you're just like, wait, you, you haven't escaped yet. Why would you take the balaclava off? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just like, you, you, you're scratching your head like, what? What? Right? There's a, there's a funny scene where there's a shootout. And someone's gun clearly runs out of bullets. Right? We then follow the person as they go into this other place. Boom, boom. And then suddenly they start shooting again. At no point did they reload. <laughs> yeah, no point did they reload. And you're like, wait, hold on a second. You just ran out of bullets and now you got bullets? What? <laughs> but this is the thing. The film is engaging enough where you let that shit go, right? You let it go. You're just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. You know? Right? Like, we, we have this guy, you know, he's a, this kind of a loner, right, doing his thing, pulling off this heist, all of that thing, right? Now, the reason why he helps Maya is it's not overly clear, right? There is no real logic to it from the person. I mean, we know he's going to, but you know, it's trying to see that whole set off of like, now he's going to drive up and leave her. Oh, wait, but he comes back. You know, which is just like, I mean, what are we doing? Right? Why even bother? Why even bother doing that when we know where this is going? You know what I mean? Or, or actually create a proper reason for this shit. You know, because there's not one. Right? You've got people being dicks for no real reason especially when police come around, right? And you're just thinking, okay, in your situation, you're trying to be super cool with the police. So they're not pulling you in or holding you or just running any sort of check. But for some reason, yeah, you, you've got to have this scene where there's a smart mouth with the police, right? And you're just like, well, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So there is all this goofy stuff for sure. Right, As, especially with you know Temple being like, "May I come back? I just want to be a family." You know, <laughs> you're just like, "Nah." <laughs> I mean, look, the amount of just, like films we've seen with gangsters, it's like you know, you just think Scarface, and they're just like, "Oh, you wanna run away? Fuck you! All right, I'll kill you. I'll give me another hope." Right? That's what there's not gonna be all of this goofy shit. But as I said, it doesn't matter because the film, you know what I mean? You're enjoying it, right? It's silly, it's fun. Kind of feel if you liked Vinnie Jones's The Big Ugly, I feel it was called The Big Ugly, right? Then I think you're you're dig with this, you know. I mean it's Vinnie Jones playing this hard man right which 
is his typical role, you know, which is fine, but, you know, you do kind of roll your eyes a little bit, like, I don't believe, like, he's way too old to be feared in this way, you know what I mean, and then when, when you put him with this young, super young, hot chick, you're just like, I'm, I don't, I don't see that happening, right, now, look, put him with an older chick, right, there's plenty of attractive older women, right, which would be a more believable situation, you know what I mean, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying she has to be 60, but older than late 20s, right, now maybe, um, you know, the the, 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 the the lady that plays Mia, um, Lee, Lina Lecompe, maybe she's older than late 20s, maybe early 30s, but even early 30s, you just think, no. And you kind of see Vinnie Jones, like his character, she should be probably mid-40s. Mid-40s. And at mid-40s, you could still be pregnant, Right? But it's just a bit more believable. Because it's just like, why is this chick with fucking Vinnie Jones? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy. But again, right, it does play into what you would expect from this film. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's fun. It is fun, people. Um you know, as I said, look, if you like this sort of film, you know what I mean? Then you'll dig it, right? You will dig it. Now, you could put it in, you know, around like Blonde Purple, though I feel Blonde, Blonde Purple is a better film, right? More sophisticated, you know what I mean? Just sharper writing. But if you like Blonde Purple, I kind of feel you will like this film as well, you know? So, yeah, if you're looking for action, heist, silly adventure, you know what I mean? Guns, chases, explosions, all that jazz, right? All that jazz. You know, people have with someone else in their, in their sights, right? Dead to right. But for some reason, they don't call the trigger, right? <laughs> There's a lot of that. Right, if that's what you are looking for, people, then hey, you uh yeah, you will not be disappointed with this joint. And right, the big thing as well, right? So it's on um ugh, what's the what's the word? Digital release, that's the word. <laughs> it's on digital release. Ooh, I cannot speak. It's on digital release now, and um, it will be available on DVD next week. So if you want the physical, just wait a week. But if you if you don't care about that, and the, you know the digital version is cool, then you can pick it up right now. Right? The, there's a you know the links are in the episode information. Right? So there you go, people. Death pursuit. That's what it says on the tin. And it does it pretty well.
Okay, people, sorry as we draw to a close of another episode. Let's take a look at what's happening in the world of film. Okay, so Peter Farley has a new joint coming called Ricky Stanuki. Right? I feel that's how you pronounce it. Um, I might be wrong, you know what I mean? Two um, of the main cast is Zach Efron and John Cena. Okay, so um, yeah, word on the film, right? Is um, Stansky is a fictional character used by a group of married friends to blame their misbehavior on when making excuses to their wives. One day, the wives who have been wondering why they've never met Stansky demand to meet him. So the group hire a guy to come in for a day, and everybody loves him so much that the, the guy can't get rid of him. The guy, okay, the guys can't get rid of him. There you go. Could be fun, right? Fun. Okay, someone else with a new film coming is Ethan Cohen. Right, no name at the moment, but we do know that um, Beanie Fiddlestein, um, Margaret Wally, and Geraldine Viswapanaman, um, yeah, they're all on board. Right, Cohen co-wrote the film with Trisha Cook. Um, and that's about everything that we know, right? Now, Brad Anderson has a um, new film coming called Blood, right? Um, it stars Skeet Aldrich, right? Also, Michelle Monaghan. Um, now, she plays a recently separated nurse and mother who moves with her kids back into her old farmhouse. Shortly after her son dogged and then her son become infected and start turning deadly. Um, when she discovers a disturbing cure, how far will she go to save him? Happen, okay, so um, yeah, a new film starring um, Russell Crowe is coming to the land of bad, right? Um, yeah, it's got a you know, pretty good cast. It's directed by Will Eubank, right? Who co-wrote the film with David Rigorero. Um, it's produced by Adam Beasley and uh, Michael Jefferson. Okay. And the film is also starring Luke Hensworth, Milo Ventimiglia, Ricky Whittle, uh, Daniel McPherson. Um, yeah, along with Crow, right? And Liam Hemsworth, the other, another, there's three of them, right? Right, so they're all up in this joint. 
Um, so basically, Tro plays a character Reaper, an Air Force drone pilot supporting a Delta Force special op mission in the South Philippines. When things go awry, Reaper has 48 hours to remedy what has devolved into a wild rescue operation. The Tier 1 team, led by Corporal Sugar and Sergeant Abel, is redeployed to return and retrieve their captured man and the asset. Hmm. They are joined by Kinney, a Green Air Force JTAC officer who is thrust into the middle of a high-stakes extraction. But the ground mission suddenly turns upside down and becomes a full-scale battle when the team is discovered by the enemy. With no weapons and no communication other than the drone above, Reaper becomes the young operator's only ticket out. Okay. Maybe a little implausible, but we will see. We will see how it turns out. Right? So, um, yeah, on the back of Blurts uh, 3, which is dropping real soon, Kevin Smith has confirmed he is uh, doing a sequel to Us. Right? Now, this film, boy, is a crazy, weird uh, horror, right? Um, and he's got a little bit to say about it. Ever since the heart attack, I've been living on borrowed time. 2024 will mark the 10-year anniversary of Tusk. We could just leave it there and move on. But you know, I've got more story left I'd like to tell. There's a reason we left him in the zoo at the end. I always knew as we were making the movie, I was just like, I'll totally do this again. I thought we'd have the late, great Michael Parks with us longer. But sadly, he's not. But I know we've got Justin. Early on, I was always like, well, eventually, they'll take him out of that wall of skin and try to rehabilitate him. And just like Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight Returns, he'll only ever see himself one way. Then he becomes the Howard Howe. Um, uh, Justin Long becomes a crazy guy who's trying to turn people into something else. Chimera, please. Hmm. Half human and half whatever. Last time it was walrus, this time you'll see. So, uh, yeah. If you enjoyed Tusk, sounds like you got a little something, something on the way. <laughs> Okay, so um, Disney recently just had D23 um, and a shit ton of news uh, came out, right? Um, yeah, we've got the Haunted Mansion film, which is um, starting directed by Justin Simeon, right? So Jared Leto um, has joined the cast and will be playing the Hatbox Ghost. Jamie Lee Curtis is playing Madam Elita. We know the Ryder and Dan Levy have also joined, but no one knows what roles they'll be playing. Um, another word on you know Rosario Dawson, Lakeith, 
Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, or Fanny DeVito. Films, right? That followed Lion King, and I think they were sequels. I don't think they were prequels. I don't know, but yeah, we, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So Aaron, Pierre, and um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. are playing Mufasa and Scar, well, voicing, right? Jeff Nathanson is writing the script. And Barry Jenkins is directing the joint. You know, Barry, I trust. So we'll see what happens. So um, recently word came that we're getting another Captain America film. I mean, we, we you kind of figured it was going to happen, right? Like in the comics, Sam Wilson takes over. You know what I mean? We had the Winter Soldier and Falcon series, which was fire. You know what I mean? And it kind of pretty much set up what was to come. So, yeah, not surprised. Not surprised at all. So, Captain, look, Captain America New World Order is the name of the film, right? And, um, yeah, at T23, we got some uh, cast announcements, right? So, Tim Blake Nelson played the leader in The Incredible Hulk, and he is returning to that role 14 years later for um, this new cat film. We've also got Carl Lumbly um, coming back as Azile Bradley and Danny Ramirez to play the new Falcon, right? Both were in. Um, Winter Soldier and Falcon series, you know what I mean? So that's pretty fire. Uh, Shira Hass is playing a character called Sabra. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's fun, right? So we've got ties to old films, we've got ties to the TV show. I'm all about this. You know what I mean? Anthony Mackie played a great sandwich. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, right? It's being um, directed by Julius Una, and uh, it's meant to hit 3rd of May 2024. So, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, let's end on this one, right? So, there was, you know, word recently about the Thunderbolts and, um, you know, the Yelena um, would be uh, leading the charge, you know, Florence Hughes' character from uh, Black Widow and Cooper, right? And, uh, yeah, that's true, right? But we, we've got the cast, we've got the full cast of the Thunderbolts and it's pretty 
Street Fire, you know what I mean? And it ties into a lot of the stuff we've seen, right? A lot of the TV shows and all of that, and films, you know? So along with Yelana, um, we've got uh, Red Guardian, you know what I mean? David Harbour's character, who was pretty fucking great in Black Widow. I mean, he did, you know, I mean, completely redeem himself for the shit show that was Hellboy. So, yeah, he's in it. Wyatt Russell is coming back as his John Walker character. You know, I mean, does that remember at the end of um, Winter Soldier Falcon, he became US agent, right? So, US agent is there. We're going to get the ghost. Right? Remember, she was in um, the Wasp and the um, Ant-Man and Wasp, right? The ghost character, she's in it. We will also be getting um, Val, right? Uh, Julia Louis-Defuse's character from a lot of shows, right? She was in Black Widow, she was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we're getting um, Olga Kalenko, right? Taskmaster, who appeared in Black Widow and then Hawkeye. And to round it out, Bucky Bones is back. You know what I mean? Sebastian Stan is coming to uh, join the ground, which makes sense. You know, Bucky. He's been in the Thunderbolts in the comic book series. And, you know what I mean? Like, he's doubting himself. You know, he still feels responsible to everything. So there's a lot of redemption he'll want to do, right? And we know the Thunderbolts is a mix of bad guys and anti-heroes. So this is a pretty tight team, right? I'm, I'm interested to see how they bring this all together. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, people, there you go. There you go. All right, this is us for another week. I think next week is a two-part thing, right? I think that's what's happening next week. But, um, I, I, <laughs> we, we will see. People are just trying to All right, but until next week, people, enjoy your film watching. Okay? All right, take it easy. Peace.